0: No one likes hard times, but they happen. They happen to all of us. But when they happen, how do you respond? Well, welcome to Bible Studies for Life, the adult podcast uh, hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And this question of when those pitfalls of hard times hit us, how do we respond? That's what Chris and I want to talk about. And So Chris, glad you're part of the podcast today.
1: Hey, thank you, Lynn. It's good to be here. Good to have Ben Mandrell with us. Uh, ben is the author of this study, and um, I'll give you a, a check uh, a second, Lynn, to talk a little bit about Ben. And uh, Ben, uh, as we talk, uh, you you came to life in the middle of a lot of hard times. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, so you can tell us a little bit about uh, uh, about your experience.
2: Well, it's been a wild ride, but God has taught me so much through it. We're heading in a great direction, but Yeah, when I arrived at Lifeway, God brought me in a season of transition The Lifeway was moving out of the bookstore chain, as you all know, and moving more to an online and direct-to-church business. But even more than that, the world has just been changing so much over the last (laughs) couple of years, and then especially six months in when COVID-19 hits and the playbook gets thrown out again. So when it talks about sudden reversals in this study, I understand what that means. (laughs)
0: That's interesting too because uh, the, an icebreaker uh, we recommend it because it's in your it's in the personal study guides that your group is using. Uh, that's kind of the icebreaker we deal with, which is how did people deal with the COVID pandemic initially uh, because we' all, we all deal with hard times and certainly COVID was one of those and just a dialogue about how we responded to that. Well, as we get into this study, this uh, fourth session in the life of Joseph, we're going to talk about some hard times he faced. Uh, But with this, here's the point we want to keep coming back to every time. Trust God to see you through any crisis. Trust God to see you through any crisis. So we're going to be in Genesis 41 for this particular Bible study. And uh, this is going to be, uh, let me give you the background here is Joseph has been in prison um, and He's aged 30 right now. Isn't that right, Chris? Yes. He's 30 years old. Uh, and he, we know that he came to Egypt uh, when he was first sold by his brothers. He was 17. So he's had 13 years, but now his life is about to, to turn around in a very positive way uh, with this. But he's been in prison. And even though there was a cupbearer and a baker who were in prison and they had dreams, Joseph Uh, correctly interpreted those dreams by God's direction. Uh, The baker was killed uh, as, as the dream showed the cupbearer lived, but the cupbearer forgot to mention Joseph to the Pharaoh
1: after Joseph said, listen, this is what's going to happen. Don't forget me. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell, Tell somebody out there about my story and help me get out of this.
0: So, so now we're what two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. And in, in the process of sharing this dream, and everyone's kind of perplexed, that's when the cupbearer kind of—I I just picture him slapping himself inside the head, like, "Oh, great!" And hey, I, by the way, I remember this guy. And so Joseph is brought in before the pharaoh. Here is his prisoner. He's now brought before the supreme ruler of
1: Egypt. So every time I see that phrase, I think of the of Oceans Eleven with George Clooney saying. I know a guy in prison <laughs> who, who, who knows everything okay. that's going on.
0: <laughs> so what happens now is that Pharaoh shares his dreams with Joseph and um, Joseph interprets them. And once again, under God's direction, now, I think what helps I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. Joseph has maintained that walk with God. So now when this opportunity comes to speak, He's in tune with God. And this is what he says. And I'm going to just reverse 28 here. Uh, this is Pharaoh talking. It is or Joseph. It is just as I told Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. And since the dream was given twice to Pharaoh, it means that the matter has been determined by God and he will carry it out soon.
1: So as you uh, get into the study, you'll want to take time to uh, describe the dream and And help people know that that uh, Pharaoh had these two dreams and so so that there's a connecting to point because to, we're jumping in uh, again, assuming that there's been a little background conversation um, about what the dreams were.
2: when we talk about our spirit being in tune with God's spirit, it's really easy to get out of tune and to miss God's will because we're walking in the flesh and I think if we learn anything from joseph it's it's that almost like David out in the pasture. He he used these years of obscurity. He used these years of pain to produce a spiritual growth in his life that served him well later in life. And over and over and over again, he finds strength that comes from God. And it's, that's inspirational to us. And I think that what
0: helps me here is this idea that when, when I come up against something I don't understand as pharaoh did with his dreams to seek god's wisdom now pharaoh didn't go and say hey i need god's wisdom Uh, but 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 joseph was there with the wisdom from god and and ben i like something you wrote here uh i I just want to read this because it's so good Uh, this is about joseph through adversity he kept his eyes on god when wisdom was needed joseph was ready he maintained a walk with God even during dark days so that when the time came, he was in a position to hear from God and to display the wisdom needed. Well, there's a good message I need to hear.
2: I was talking just this week to a friend of mine whose marriage is in deep trouble, and he's not sure that they're going to be able to work it out. And God's doing all of this work in his heart because crisis brings people to these places where they're willing to look at themselves. And he said this to me yesterday. He said, You know, I realized that over the last 15 years, I've done very little praying. Mm. Only since my marriage has gotten in this place have I recognized that I've done very little praying. And Joseph, I don't know how he did it, but even in all those times when God must have felt a million miles away, he kept drawing himself back to the Holy Spirit's power. And we all have to work at that and be reminded of that every day.
1: So we're going to, as we move forward, we're going to see that Joseph, as he interprets the dream, will, uh, will give a solution. He'll say, here's what you need to do. And he describes, describes the solution that would, would, would benefit uh, Pharaoh um, in moving forward.
0: Right. And so we're, now we're going to skip down in our discussion to verse 47 where joseph has laid out that plan and pharaoh kind of goes well duh who else is better to do this plan than the guy who just gave it to us so joseph and i just love this picture that joseph who was in prison now as suddenly just you know an hour later he's the second in command of egypt
1: there's a turn of events for you.
0: Right. So you see this now, Genesis 41 still. This is verse 47. And during the seven years of abundance, the land produced outstanding harvest. Joseph gathered the, all the, the all the excess food. In other words, he goes on for about three or four verses showing how this was the plan God God gave him that he explained to Pharaoh. And now over this time, he is following that plan just as God gave it to him. And, and it, it, again, it's a reminder that God gives the plan. Our role is to carry it out.
2: Part of the study guide highlights the differences between fruitfulness and famine. And I do find it interesting that we are great at receiving fruitfulness. We love when we come out on the better end of a deal. When we sell something at top price, (laughs) we are excited. But man, we just hate to be ripped off. We hate to be the one that realizes later I paid way too much for this. Uh, and I think in life, as we experience life on a broken planet, sometimes we have seasons where everything seems to be going well. Uh, you know, everything we touch turns to gold, and then there's seasons that are just as important, maybe more important, where we can't seem to get anything right. Uh, Joseph's life reflects that for sure. It sure does.
1: So our questions in this section are interesting. Uh, uh, it, there's two questions. One is, um, when do you find it easy to follow God's plan? And then the follow-up is, when do you find it challenging to follow God's plan? So it will, I think, allow a lot of conversation for the sunshine and the rain, for the good and the bad, and, and uh, for people to talk about those things in, in our groups.
0: Right. And let me, just say, uh, let me just talk for a moment to the teachers, those who are leading the groups, Uh, Specifically, uh, as you tackle these two questions that Chris has just mentioned, great questions to talk about. Uh, As I visit Bible study groups, one thing I see happen a lot is a leader asks the question and someone answers it and they move on. Don't move on. Even if one person's given a great answer, just say, okay, someone else, uh, how would you respond to that? When when have you, uh, what do you find most challenging about following God's plan? In other words, Don't just settle for one answer. Let other people respond. Let them respond to each other. Uh, Because when I've been in groups that that, have done that, it's a great, great
2: discussion. So take advantage of those questions and let them talk together. There's, There's a couple of tips I've learned on that too over the years in leading group life. You know, sometimes it's even easier to offer a specific challenge. And it's something as simple as this is, Oh, okay. That's great. Thank you for uh, representing this side of the room. How about this side of the room? (laughs) Somebody over here. And then it kind of narrows the focus. Or you could even say, hey, it's great to hear from a man. How about we hear from a lady? Uh, Is there a woman in the room that might share? Uh, So in any way you can prompt them to feel pressured to speak up. It, It just works. It really does. It sure does. Well, let's move into the last section
0: we're going to be talking about in this study, which is uh, into verses 50 through 54. And this is where it's a uh, it almost sounds like it's a side note to the story that, oh, by the way, Joseph had a couple of kids.
1: And it can feel like it can feel like a conclusion for people who don't know the, the whole story. I mean, it's it, right. like this could wrap this thing up
0: but I, I want us to, I do want us to deal with this passage this section to see that even though they're going through famine after the after seven years of prosperity now they're in the famine there's a reminder God is still at work and you can still be fruitful now in this that Joseph had these two sons he had Manasseh uh, and Manasseh means God has made me forget all my hardship and my whole family uh, so there's a sense of uh, the name kind of references uh, the past, feels like it's behind me. But then his second son was Ephraim, and that name means God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And I, I just like the idea that even as Joseph named his sons, there was reflection that God has been with him, he is fruitful even when the times are hard.
2: Well, uh, there's clearly in the Old Testament especially, but New Testament as well, such a connection to names. I mean, nowadays we go get a baby book and we just read through them. Oh, I like the sound of that. It was so different back then. They really used names in a way that uh, was a deeper spiritual meaning, or it was somehow describing events in their lives. And so the Bible gives these names and there's often so much under that rock. If you just pick it up and look underneath there, what is the meaning of this name? And I found the study of these two names to be very interesting which I would try. I'm so glad we included it It, and
0: didn't just teach, treat it like it's sort of a a side note, Uh, because I think it tells us a lot about Joseph and his heart uh, and his heart for God. Uh, You know, my past is here. God is still helping me to be fruitful in a time of hardship.
1: I
2: I heard someone say recently um, that they didn't like the phrase moving on. We need to move on. And I thought, well, I've always used that phrase. So tell me more. And the person described it like this. They said, you know, I like the phrase moving forward Mm. because when we move on, we give the indication that we're forgetting the past or writing that off. We're not writing it off. We're carrying that with us. We are carrying the past into the future, but we're moving forward. And I do think there's some, that's healthy to think about because Even the hard times in our life or broken relationships, I don't ever want to say I'm moving on from a person that there's a broken relationship, but we do need to move forward. And I see here with Joseph, this desire of recognizing the pain of the past, but also I want to move forward. I want to take what God's taught me in these difficult times and I want to carry the lessons with me.
1: Thanks, Ben. That is so important to to be reminded of, of, just, just a word difference between from moving on to moving forward uh, can really be significant for us and for the people in our group. So uh, we, we want to thank you, Ben, for, again, for writing these, these uh, sessions and for taking the time to be part of this podcast to um, introduce the idea to those who listen to uh, Bible Studies for Life for Adults. And we're grateful for you and for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks.
2: You bet. Great to be on the show, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. You guys have a good week. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks.